a deep meditation is no better for you than a shallow meditation. And the idea is there is that if you think that the point of meditation is to clear the mind, which most people do, even people who've never had any training think that the point is to be like, boo. But the only time the brain flatlines is when we're dead, right? So that's not the point of meditation. Welcome to the High Performance Health Podcast with your host, Angela Foster. The show where we talk about everything you need to break through limits and achieve a high performance mind, body, and lifestyle. Hi, friends. In today's podcast episode, I'm going to introduce you to my secret performance hack which is actually meditation. Now, before you think I can't meditate, I can't meditate, I can't sit still, I can't keep my mind quiet, I want to introduce you to a very different form of meditation that actually is designed to make you perform better. And that is Ziva meditation. And it continues to pay dividends to me in terms of the time I invest in enhanced productivity, greater creativity, and also emotional resilience. So it really actually helps with stress as well. And I really wanted to learn how to meditate on my own. So not using any kind of guided audios, but being very much self-directed. And so I not long ago took the Ziva online program and I literally cannot recommend it highly enough in terms of the results, as I say, that I've been getting uh, with things like creativity and productivity and also emotional resilience. And so I'm so excited to introduce you to my friend and meditation teacher, Emily Fletcher, on today's episode. And Emily is the founder of Ziva Meditation, and she's a leading expert in meditation for performance. She's taught over 25,000 people um, the skill of meditation, and she's an international speaker and author. Her best-selling book, Stress Less, Accomplish More, which I highly recommend, debuted at number seven out of all books on Amazon, and it's been since translated into 12 different languages. She's been on Good Morning America, The Today Show, Vogue, and ABC, and she's also been named one of the top 100 women in wellness to watch. And she's spoken at Apple, Google, and Harvard Business School. And Ziva graduates include Oscar, Grammy, and Emmy Award winners, Navy SEALs, and NBA players. And the Ziva technique, as I say, is a very powerful combination of mindfulness, meditation, and manifesting designed to help you get better at life not meditation. And it is an awesome performance hack. So I'm absolutely thrilled to introduce you to my friend and meditation teacher, Emily Fletcher. So I am so excited to be joined today by Emily Fletcher, the founder of Ziva Meditation. It has had such a profound impact in my own life that literally me being the kind of stereotypical Brit, it's rare that I start gushing about things. I'm pretty reserved normally. But I this I just want to shout this from the rooftops because it's helped me so much. And I'm so excited to have you here today. Emily, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. I was so thrilled that we met and hearing your story and how much Ziva has impacted your life and your performance. I was like, oh, I'm so excited to dive in and hear all the juicy details. So thanks for having yeah, me. Yeah, amazing. My pleasure. Amazing. And I can't wait to share it all today. So let's get started and give um, the listeners some background because some people will be meditating already. Other people I know are probably a bit like I was in the beginning who literally cannot sit still. Um, and it's taken me kind of years to get into that. But can you explain a bit of the background and why you started Ziva and your kind of journey from Broadway to founding this amazing company? 
Yeah. So I, yeah, as, as you just said, I was on Broadway for 10 years, um, which is its own high demand industry. Like you're working six days a week, eight shows a week. When I was touring, you would travel and you're one day off. And so you really have to get good at performance hacks, right? Of like, you have to sleep when it's time to sleep. You have to, if you're feeling sick, you have to know how to sing past it. You have to keep your immune system and your body and your mind in impeccable shape. Also, you're dealing with the constant uh, rejection, you know, of auditions and constant anxiety of nervousness. And so, um, you know, even just being a performer my whole life, I learned already a lot of performance tools, but even still, I was dealing with extraordinary anxiety. Uh, my last Broadway show was a chorus line where I was understudying three of the lead roles. So you basically have no idea which character you're gonna play at any given time. And this level of anxiety and stress led to insomnia, to me going gray at 26, um, getting sick and injured. And then I found meditation and it cured my insomnia on the first day. I didn't get sick for eight and a half years. I stopped going gray. And I'd say the most remarkable thing is that my performance improved. I started enjoying my job again. And I thought, why does everyone not do this? So I left Broadway, I went to India. I started what became a three-year training process to teach. And then since graduating, um, we created the world's first online meditation training, which I'm very proud of. I've taught over 40,000 people to meditate. Uh, the book has been translated into 14 languages. And oh, so it's amazing. really exciting to see, you know, that the world is waking up to these um, ways to go inside, right? That we don't have to keep looking for our bliss and fulfillment and calmness and, you know, relief externally, that actually our bodies have a beautiful and perfect internal pharmacy. And it's just a matter of, do we have the power to flip these switches on and off? And, and it's been such a beautiful journey for myself. And then now getting to share these tools with other people is, it is the blessing of my life. It's amazing. And to make such a difference in the world. And I think, as you say, people as well, they're kind of more ready for meditation, but they're also, I'm finding more ready to learn how to take charge of their own health and destiny more than ever before. People feel empowered by that knowledge. And it was certainly empowering for me because I'd always done guided meditations. So I, um, I'm still what you would call a Ziva baby, I think is the way you term it, when someone's still pretty new, so I'm still a baby. But um, it's been hugely empowering to actually be able to learn to meditate by myself with no one guiding me on my own, on demand. Like that's just been liberating because before it was always right, I need you know to put on the CD or the, not the CD, but the player on my phone and basically sit down and then it's a certain amount of time. And that, that's been amazing. So um, thank you for that. Let, can we talk people through the process? Because it's a very distinct technique, isn't it? The three M's that you use. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the Ziva technique is comprised, like you said, of the three M's. So it's mindfulness, meditation, and manifesting. And I love that you just highlighted how valuable it is to be able to just go in and close your eyes and be able to access this infinite mm -hmm. source of fulfillment and energy and joy internally without like, oh no, my phone's not charged. Oh, where's my headphones? The Wi-Fi network isn't working. Which of these 10,000 guided experiences should I choose for today? Oh no, this one has ads. Oh, you know, it's just, do you really want to be doing that sort of like stressy minutia math when you're trying to unplug? Like to be dependent on your phone for meditation to me is the equivalent of having an AA meeting in a liquor store. It's like, <laughs> it's so hard to you know break the addiction of our phones anyway. Yeah. And so to 
to have this sacred time where the point is really to unplug, to go inside, to connect with your own intuition and your own higher power, but to be dependent on your phone for that, I think is counterproductive. And so even though we do use technology to give people the tools of mindfulness, meditation, and manifesting, once you graduate from the training, you have these tools to take with you for life. And it's only 15 minutes a day for 15 days. So it's not like, you know, days and days in an ashram. It's not like years of your life, you're apprenticing. It's only 15 minutes a day. And yet, as you can attest, it's like your whole life gets better. Your sleep gets better. You start having more energy. You're happier. You're more creative. You're more intuitive. Um, you're wasting less time on anxiety and depression and overwhelm and indecision. And, and so it's like, wait, why would I not do this? So anyway, the three M's are mindfulness, meditation and manifesting. And the first M mindfulness is what is most popular. So most of the free apps out there, most of the YouTube videos, the drop-in studios are teaching what I would call mindfulness. And I would define that as the art of bringing your awareness into the present moment. So beautiful and necessary and powerful, but different than what I would call meditation, right? So mindfulness is very good at dealing with your stress in the now, like a state change versus the type of meditation that I teach at Ziva is all about a trait change, right? It's actually healing your stress from the past. It's healing you on a cellular level. It's not just like a bubble bath for your brain. It's not like, oh, let me do this 15 minute experience and feel good in the now. It's like, no, I'm gonna give my body deep healing rest, rest that's five times deeper than sleep. And when you do that, you're healing not only your stress from today, but all the stuff we've been storing in our cellular memory. And as that stress starts to come up and out, this is what allows us to perform better at life, right? It's the stress makes us stupid, sick, and slow. Mm -hmm. And it's not just stress from today. It's stress from when you're 10, 15, 20, the breakup, the divorce, the firing, that stuff bogs us down. And when you get rid of it, you're like, oh, hello. You've got more of your mental and physical capacity available to you, which is why your performance capabilities and your cognitive abilities increase so precipitously. So that's mindfulness and meditation. So we use mindfulness sort of like the appetizer to Ziva. The meditation really is the main course. And then manifesting is like the delicious dessert. So manifesting, I would describe as consciously creating a life you love. It's you getting intentional about what you want your life to look like. And the, here's the Cliff's Notes simple instruction, which is basically just saying, what would I love right now? You start to ask the question, what would I love in my life? What would I love in my career? What would I love in my romantic life? What would, how much abundance would I love to feel? And when you start asking these beautiful questions, you start getting more beautiful answers. Instead of what a lot of us are doing is like, why, why can't I lose this weight? Why did this person get elected? Why did she get a job and I didn't? Why does he have a girlfriend and I don't? And if you ask terrible questions, you're going to get terrible answers. So you start to ask this beautiful question, what would I love right now? But you ask it from this different state of consciousness. You ask it right after the meditation, where the right and left hemispheres of your brain are functioning in unison and you've accessed your own source energy. And so what I found is that the combination of meditation and manifesting is so much more powerful than either one alone. So it's really, it really is about like all three M's, the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I found is that the meditation piece allows you to do that manif that manifestation. It's interesting because actually when I, when I um, and many of the regular listeners will be familiar with my story, when I suffered with um, very bad postnatal depression and ended up in um, hospital fighting for my life. And it was so ironic because I truly believe I'd attracted this, you know, that I was rushed in, they thought I had lung cancer, I actually had double pneumonia. 
And um, I knew I was sick at the time, but I'd wanted double to... Double pneumonia while you were to, dealing with postpartum depression? Sorry, sorry? You had double pneumonia while you were dealing I with I had, yeah, so I had, exactly. So it was my third time I'd had postpartum. And then I just was at the point where I just wanted to turn the the thoughts off in my head, right? At that point, I couldn't go in. Was I just wanted to turn them off and I wasn't a meditator at all. And so it was just like, this is driving me crazy. But wherever I went, there I was. I just wanted to run away from myself. And all I knew was the only way out, right, was for my life to end. And then it was ironic because my kids got sick and they got a cough. And then I basically came down with pneumonia and it got so bad that my lymph glands were so so big on the x-ray that they thought I then had lung cancer and I was um, taken for a CT scan and basically told you can't leave the hospital you're too sick and the crazy thing this is because it sounds very woo-woo but for me the high fevers that I had are what I believed was the entry point into my subconscious because it gave me that lucidity where I suddenly felt such a profound sense of inner peace and this connect, this deep connection that I wanted to be there for my children and actually come out of hospital and be a part of their lives, that that then ignited my journey into looking spiritually, how can I change things? Um, and that was five or six years ago now. But I, it's, it's been a journey. And I guess for some because some people listening to this are going to be struggling with anxiety and depression. And you kind of want to run away. How can that meditation technique actually, because sometimes... I think I've heard you say actually on videos that before you can change, you need to accept what is. And I had to, and mostly I had to accept myself. I had a part of depression is self-loathing. And, you know, I felt that maybe my kids would be better without me as crazy as that seems. And I guess how, how can people that I don't want someone to go through that experience to have it, but I believe that this Ziva meditation can really, really help them actually find that inner peace. Yeah, well, thank you so much, first of all, for sharing so vulnerably and bravo to you for being open to the messages that your body and nature were giving you and bravo to you for persevering through that because I cannot even imagine how challenging it must have been. Um, you know, I had I have a two-year-old son and I had been meditating for t- 10 years when I had him and I still dealt with extreme, well, it wasn't extreme, but I my postpartum was really brutal. It wasn't necessarily depression, but it was just a string of physical complications and then the sleep deprivation. And it was, it was the hardest thing I've ever been through. And I don't even think I was diagnosed with postpartum depression. Mm. And still I felt like I was in a war zone. And so, I mean, to deal with that level of sickness, plus having depression, plus not having meditation going into it, like God bless, like that is really truly challenging. And, 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 you know, it's that classic thing of like, when you hit rock bottom, when you really look death in the face, this is when the most miraculous transformations can happen. But I think you're touching on something really important is that when we don't like the content of our, of our thoughts, mm-hmm. if we don't like what our mind is saying, then of course we're going to try and shut it up. Right. Just, I, I want to meditate because I want to quiet my mind. I don't like this narrative. So I'm just going to try and stop it. And sometimes the extreme version of that is, well, let's just end it. Right. It's like, well, every thought we think is trying to move us towards greater fulfillment. Even the thought of suicide, mm. this pain is so intense. I've got to feel better. So the only way I know to feel better is to end everything, to stop all of it. Mm. And so I think that the same the same thought process of that every thought is moving us towards greater fulfillment can actually be used in reverse if you think about it in meditation. So meditation is not about clearing the mind. 
Okay, the mind thinks involuntarily, just like the heart beats involuntarily. But because so many of us are suffering from depression and anxiety, we don't like this narrative. So we're just doing anything we can to be like, shut up, shut up, shut up. But instead, what happens with Ziva is that you, you de-excite your nervous system, right? You slow everything way down. And in the process, you start producing dopamine and serotonin. And those are bliss chemicals, okay? Which is different than adrenaline and cortisol, which are stress hormones. Um, so your body starts producing dopamine and serotonin, bliss chemicals. They start to feel really good. So you start to access your fulfillment internally, mm. right? And so when you access that bliss inside, suddenly the mind cannot conceive of a thought that would bring it greater fulfillment than it is already experiencing. And then the mind falls silent. So it's not, if I could stop my mind, then I'll experience bliss, which is what most people think meditation is. Mm. It's actually when I experience bliss, the mind falls silent. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I experienced that actually in the meditations. And that is very, very um, peaceful. That's why I want to encourage so many people to do it because it's yeah. then, but the impact that that then has on the rest of your day in terms of your performance. So it makes you better at work. It makes you more creative thinker. It makes you better with your family because I have way more emotional resilience for life's challenges. And I can actually see, you know, if I skip a day, I can now see the difference, right? There's contrast in my day if I haven't meditated. 1,000%. Um, I hmm. just meditated right before we started this. And I'm, I'm home right now taking care of my mom. She had a stroke. I have a oh. two-year-old son. We're in a pandemic. Oh, wow. I'm going through a huge life change. So it's like, there's always going to be stuff, right? There's always going to be a million reasons to not meditate. And yet, if you do it, if you just take those few minutes for yourself, the return on investment becomes exponential. You feel so much better, not just in the meditation, but for the rest of your day. You're nicer to everyone. You're more present with your kids. You have more creative ideas on how to help your family, on how to pivot your business, because stress really does make us stupid, sick, and slow. And I cannot you know, really stress that enough, pardon the pun. Um, but it's it's not just like momentary stress, it's the chronic long-term stress that's keeping us from performing at the top of our game. And so I think if people think about the meditation as not spending their time, but rather investing their time, yeah. I'm going to make a 15 minute investment so that the other, so that the next six hours of my day can be awesome, creative, connected, productive, intuitive versus like, ah, I'm running on anxiety and fear and competition and exhaustion. And I'm running on empty, which is not sustainable, right? Eventually we're going to crash mm. and burn from that kind of energy which most because you're white, just white knuckling it all the time aren't you that's the thing then you're kind of then you're just sort of white knuckling it all the time that's the thing it's not yeah. um so you talk about as well because one of your main themes is that you need to do this twice a day mm -hmm. and um you also talk about so this is two two things really i want to ask you about here is about this sort of burn off of stress when you begin it and i definitely noticed that i could i felt tired um when i first began the process and then within about not very long, I'd say six or seven days, I started to just feel really, really energized. Um, the twice the twice a day, okay, is that's where, from what I understand from your training, is where the benefits really begin to kick in because you're almost burning off some stress first, but because you've got this huge backlog generally from everything that's happened and is happening in our lives, it's the second meditation of the day that has the biggest impact, would you say, or is it just the consistency of it? Um, well, it's actually, so it is the, um, it is the twice a day. So like once a day meditation is going to handle all the new stress that you're picking up. 
Um, the, uh, but the second meditation is the thing that's getting rid of all the backlog of stresses. So the math problem that I like to use, and this is art math. Okay. This is illustrative math. It's not math math. Right. Uh, but I think it's a nice illustration. So let's say on Monday morning, you pick up 10 units of stress. You go to sleep Monday night and sleep is restful enough to burn off seven units. Okay. So picked up 10 sleep burns away seven. We wake up on Tuesday. We have three units of stress already. Pick up 10 on Tuesday, sleep away seven. Now we wake up on Wednesday and we have six. Pick up 10, burn off seven. Now we have nine, 12, 15, 18. And most of us have been doing this for decades. Sleep has not been a restful enough form of rest to handle the level of demand that most of us have been under, right? And that's what leads us to meditation or drinking or whatever, you know, whatever thing we do to try and deal with the stress. So here's the math on twice a day. You wake up on Monday, pick up 10 units of stress meditate Monday morning, that burns away three units of stress, meditate Monday afternoon, three units of stress. So you picked up 10 meditations now handled six for you. So you only have four left. Go to sleep Monday night, sleep burns away seven. We wake up on Tuesday. Now we're at negative three, pick up 10, burn off a total of 13 with the sleep and the meditation. And now on Wednesday, we're at negative six pick up 10, burn off 13, negative nine, negative 12, negative 15. And we just keep doing this bit by bit, day by day, meditation by meditation until we've gotten rid of the entire backlog of stresses we've ever accumulated. Now, how long does that process take? For most people, about seven to 10 years. Wow. <laughs> We're like, hey, excuse me, um, I was looking for the 15 course because um, yeah. that's what Ziva Online is. It's only 15 minutes a day for, for 15 days. But that's just to give you the tools, right? Like that's me making you self-sufficient in these tools, but then it becomes a lifelong daily practice and you're just day by day chipping away at the backlog of stresses. Um, Now, the good news is that you don't have to wait seven years to be happy, right? You've been happy a million times before you ever started meditating. You'll be happy a million times along your journey. It's just instead of getting more stressed as we age, we're getting less stressed as we age. And a cool byproduct of that is that meditation has now been proven to reverse your body age by somewhere to between eight to 15 years. And so it's like, you know, we assume that the, when we see you go to a high school reunion, right? Your 20 year high school reunion, you just assume that like, oh yeah, I guess we just all get like gray and fat and old and slow and injured. Like we just assume that that's the norm because that's what's happening to most people. But most people, certainly in America, are eating food that isn't food. They're not exercising. They're not outside. They're not having as much sex as we're meant to be having. They're not meditating. And so it's like, we're just doing all these things that are not in accordance with nature and assuming that that's normal because it's everyone's habit. But, you know, in India, you see people like 80, 90, 100, 110 years old, they're still doing yoga. They're meditating every day. They're in, you know, I mean, they're not like great shape, but they're not in pain. They're not suffering. This idea that you have to get sick and die is a very American, very modern idea. You know, mm. in India, like, oh, they would like call their death date just get better and better, more enlightened, more evolved until their body becomes irrelevant and be like, next Wednesday, meet me on the Ganges river. They just meditate and like drop their body into the river. And and that sounds a little extreme for us in our culture, but I love the idea of taking off this body. Like you would take off a beautiful suit. You know, if you had like a brand new thousand dollar suit, you wouldn't just trash it and thump it on the ground at the end of Mm. the day, right? You would take it off with care and you would hang it up on the hanger And I love the idea of treating our bodies with that same level of respect, right? That we take care of it, that we nourish it, that we allow it to get stronger and stronger until it becomes irrelevant. And we even take it off with care and grace. 
Oh, I love that. I love that. Because one of the things I'm always about is like longevity and living younger. And as you say as well, right, it reversed your graying of your hair, which is amazing. Now. I mean, I just colored my hair. And you have no gray. Even like when I need to go to the salon, I have like six yeah. gray hairs, which I probably pluck out. But I was legit going gray in my late 20s. Um, and, you know, I, I think I look my age, but I think that people say like, I just every day, like, oh, you look so radiant. You look so you're glowing. You look so radiant with glowing. And I, I also like the idea of changing. Like there's a chapter in the book, right. Called um, the, the legit fountain of youth. And I, I debated with my publisher for a long time of titling it that because I really don't like the idea of people chasing youth when really what we're chasing is health. Right. So it's like, what if you look like a really healthy 60 year old instead of a 60 year old who's trying to look like they're 30, right? Mm -hmm. Like with all the filler and the Botox and the plastic surgeries, like you don't look any younger. You just look like your age, but trying to look younger mm -hmm. versus if you're eating well and exercising and meditating, you'll likely look your age, but you'll look radiant and healthy and glowing and joyous. And yes. that is I think, much more attractive than oh, I'm not accepting what it's like you were saying earlier, like I'm yeah. not accepting this sickness. So it's hard to change it. Yeah, for sure. And that, and that shines through and I can see it on you. You look um, incredible. And I guess one of the questions I wanted to ask you is in the book, obviously you talk about using, if people haven't trained in your technique, then you suggest that they use the mantra one, I believe it is. Um, to sort of guide them through the meditation. And it's something that when you talk about the mantra, it, it's something that should intuitively come up for people. They mustn't force it because then we're kind of white knuckling. And it's about letting the thoughts go. Like you also mentioned how we're not, the mind is not going to stay still and that's not the purpose of meditation. So we're going to have these thoughts. And I, I've noticed definitely that if I've got a really busy day, it's the easiest thing is to kind of think, well, I'll skip it. But in actual fact, my mind is busier, but the effects can be different, but equally as good afterwards, because actually I come away from it. And that's why I think it's such a performance hack, because as you say, it's 100% an investment of time because you come away from that. And all these things that were just going around and around and around and around. Now it's calm. It's like the calm after the storm and you can go in and just approach everything. And it's it's funny because we um, we have a lot of stress at the moment, a bit like you. You know, my father's been hospitalized with a very serious infection. Then he's contracted COVID while he's there. And it's been kind of a crazy time. And, you know, and yet my daughter said to me, who you met, I think, on the Zoom call the other day, she was like, Mommy, Daddy, why is it you guys are so calm? <laughs> it's like premeditate, oh, <laughs> you know? And, reflection. and it, yeah, it was really nice to hear because you can see that actually, like, because everything that you do as a person impacts someone else or someone else and someone else. And I think that's also the power of meditation is how yeah. many people you're impacting without even being aware of it. Through yes. that. Um, so I'm, I'm feeling that here at home. It's like, you know, you have... So here's the facts, right? Someone's sick, there's a pandemic, there's this happening. Like, so those are the facts, but how you respond to those facts, right? Is, is everything. Some people could spin out and get angry and start blaming and looking for, you know, your dad contracted COVID at the hospital. So it's like, you could sue the hospital and get so angry that, you know, or it could be like, okay, this is the facts. I'm going to accept it. How do we optimize now? Right. How do yes. we adapt, accept, optimize versus looking for blame and pointing fingers and suffering unnecessarily. Right. And so I really appreciate you, you saying that. And in, in the book, so it's the book's called stress less accomplish more. And in there, you know, I definitely talk about, and I talk about this in Ziva online as well, but this idea that a deep meditation is no better for you than a shallow meditation. And the idea is there is that 
if you think that the point of meditation is to clear the mind, which most people do, even people who've never had any training think that the point is to be like, but the only time the brain flatlines is when we're dead, right? So that's not the point of meditation. The point of meditation, I would say, is to get good at life, not to get good at meditation. Yeah, I love that analogy. I love that. Um, But if you, so a shallow meditation just means that it's more active. It's more thought-filled. So that means that your body is using that sitting as a time for catharsis, as a time for cleaning. So in Ziva, once you have training and once you have a mantra and you understand how to use it, then the active thought-filled meditations are an indicator that lots of stress is leaving the body versus the deep ones where, you know, they're, they're, they're tantalizing because the time goes really quickly and you feel like you're in a different state of consciousness. So they're allowed to be your preference. I just teach people that they're no better for you because that just means your body needs rest. So either your body's using that time to release a lot of stresses or your body's using that time for rest, but either way, it's going to be beneficial for you. Not even based on how you felt during the sitting, but based on how are you dealing with your dad? How present are you with your kids? How, mm. how inventive are you at work? You know, are your kids being like, mommy, you know, what's wrong with you? Or like, mommy, I feel scared being around you. Or are they like, Hey, how are you so calm? Right. Mm. Um, and, and that leads me to, you know, we, we've been developing uh, a kid's course for the past two years. It's coming out in February, which I'm really excited about. And I really, I mean, my intention is to make it the world's best meditation training. We've been working with folks from Sesame Street, with child psychologists from Harvard, and I want it to be so entertaining, so accessible. But the big thing, because I teach both kids and there's some parent training as well, um, meaning that I'm training the parents on how to be really good sidekicks to their children becoming a superhero. And what I keep saying to the parents is the number one thing you can do to help your kid's anxiety is handle your own anxiety. Mm, that's true. Right? Like wow. if you're stressed, there's no way your kids aren't responding to that. There's no way they're not feeling it. They're so energetically receptive. So it's like, we got to clean our own house. That is so true. Um, so I definitely want to talk to you about the kids because I'm excited about that as well in just a moment. But one thing I want to um, just circle back on, because I think this is important as well for people listening, is you talk about it being five times deeper than rest. And I think that genuinely asleep, sorry, than sleep is five. Yeah, as in the rest is five times deeper than sleep. Mm-hmm. And that's something I've noticed because if I've had, and as you say, we don't live in a perfect world. So sometimes you have disrupted night's sleep or you go to bed too late and you get up. And that's the other thing I've noticed is that by still getting up and making that commitment to meditate, actually, Mm -hmm. I feel more energized by 15 minutes of meditating than I do 15 minutes in bed. And I think if people can understand that, because that was a big eye opener for me, um, because actually it's really easy to lie there, isn't it? And just think I'm going to snooze the alarm, which is terrible for your health and is not good for your heart rhythm every time it goes off. But in actual fact, if you get up, and I mean, my favorite place is to do it either, well, mostly in front of my red light, because I just find that that just somehow in front of my red light, that's my favorite space to, mm, to meditate. Okay. Even though my eyes are closed, it somehow just creates this beautiful sort of aura. Um, and so I will get up and do that first thing in the morning. And I notice the energy effects. It's almost as though I didn't have that really bad night's sleep. And I know I've had one because I track it with my aura ring. I can see it, but I feel very, very different. And and why is that? Why is it so much more restful for the body and the brain than sleep? First of all, I love all of this very much. Thank you for saying it. It's like from your lips to God's ears, like you staying in bed and snoozing and hating yourself you're actually robbing yourself of four times the amount of rest that you could be getting 
if you get up and meditate. Okay. So now disclaimer is that I think that the, the rest you're getting in meditation is somewhere between two to five times deeper than sleep. Um, because it's, and it's challenging to quantify because these studies were done like in a lab with rectal thermometers and I, you know, watching people's eye movement and skin acidity and heart rate variability and all of that. And so it's like, if you got all that stuff cooked, hooked up to you and you're meditating, chances are you're not having like the best meditation of your life, right? Like it's probably not quite as restful as it would be if you were at home with your red light. Um, so the, what they're engaging there is, um, body temperature, metabolic rate and heart rate. So metabolic rate is the rate with which the body consumes oxygen. It's not our fat burning capabilities. So within 30 to 45 seconds of starting Ziva, you're going to, your breathing will slow precipitously. And that's important because, you know, there's a time to excite the nervous system. You know, there's a time where it's good for us to be oxygenated and, and increase the metabolic rate. And, and actually exercise is really good at dealing with your stress in the now, right? Like I had a crazy day at work. I go to the gym and I get on the treadmill and I outrun that tiger or I, I box and I fight that tiger because right? any fight or flight stress reaction is basically your body preparing for a predatory attack. So exercise is good. And the people will say this to me all the time. Well, exercise is my form of meditation. It's like, well, no, exercise is called exercise and meditation is called meditation. That's why they have their own words. Um, but when you exercise, you're exciting the nervous system. With this style of meditation, you're de-exciting the nervous system. And it is that de-excitation that creates order in the body. And when you create order in the body, this is what allows that lifetime of stress to come up and out. But specifically with the sleep, you're basically, because your heart rate is slowing, your, your breathing is slowing and your body temperature is cooling. Those are the measures that we're looking at that's saying that it's deeper rest than sleep. But it's not an exact science because sleep is a totally different form of rest than meditation. Mm. Like in sleep, your brain is producing sleep chemicals. In meditation, your brain is producing bliss chemicals. So it's not an exact math because it's a little bit like comparing apples and oranges. It's just that they're both restful. Mm. And it does make such a difference. That's the thing to your overall performance in the day. That's what I've noticed. Um, so it absolutely is well worth um, the investment in time. So um, I'd love to talk to you about the kids thing that you have coming up. Um, that's exciting because my kids do a little bit of meditation and you're saying it's it's so suitable for age four to 14. Did you say? That's correct. Yeah. So it's yes. for the kids. It's coming out early 2021. And we've been working on it for years. We actually built, we had created and built a whole puppet. His name is Z Bunny. And we worked with the folks from Sesame Street. We had writers and puppet builders and puppeteers from Sesame Street that helped us to create it. And so there's actually two courses. There's Ziva Kids, which is age four to eight. And then there's Preteens, which is nine to 14. And in Ziva Kids, Z Bunny is definitely my co-star. So he's training to become a superhero, right? Like he wants to be a superhero and every day he has a new challenge. And he'll come to me and I'll give him a new tool. Like I'll give him the, the key of mindfulness and that unlocks his superpowers inside of him. So each day he's unlocking his superpowers of bravery, creativity, and kindness. And by the end of the seven day training, he has these tools, he's unlocked these superpowers. And then spoiler alert, he becomes this full-blown superhero. And along the way, your kids are learning to do the same thing. They're learning to use these powerful tools of mindfulness, meditation, and manifesting so that they can unlock their own superpowers. And then by the end of it, they feel like, oh, I really do have this amazing thing I can have in my back pocket. So instead of thinking, well, I need to make the soccer team to feel happy, or I need to get an A on this test in order to, for my mom to be proud of me, it's like, no, I have the ability to feel good inside. And then they can take that with them for the rest of their lives. 
Uh, and then with the preteens, it's also a seven day training. So the idea here is just like with the adult class, I want, I want kids to be self-sufficient, right? Like I want them to move yeah. through this training and then not need me anymore so that anywhere they are before a test on a bus, you know, before an audition or a tryout or something, they could just close their eyes and turn inside. Um, and in the preteens one, I use a lot more preteens. So instead of having Z Bunny as my sidekick, there's a lot of interviews and questions with kids who have been meditating for a while, kids their age, who they, so they don't feel so alone. So they don't feel like it's so weird. Um, but again, they're, they're unlocking their own superpowers. And the thing I want to delineate with is that this is not like another app. Okay. This is not like, oh, a free app where I just listen to something for 10 minutes and feel better. And then now it's like, no, this is a skill. Like they are learning these skills to take with them for life. And it, the impact on their emotional resilience, mm. on their physical resilience, on their immune system, uh, it is it is profound, right? And I don't need to tell parents that kids are dealing with an extraordinary amount of stress right now. Like this pandemic has cost us all a lot. But for kids not knowing, am I in school? Am I out of school? Can I see my friends or not see my friends? Is it safe or not? Like that is it's an intense thing to, to ask of our children and a lot of people are saying that we're actually going to deal with a secondary pandemic, which will be a mental health pandemic. And so that's why we've been working as hard and as fast as we can to get this into the hands of parents and children everywhere. That's amazing. That's amazing. Because I think as well, like what I've observed is when mine were off school and now the UK, we're in a second lockdown. So it's with this weird thing where the schools are open, but we're actually you can't go to the hairdresser. You can't go out to eat or anything like that. Um, and thank, I'm thankful for that, because actually being in school and in contact with their friends is making a big difference to their mental health, because when we were completely locked down, they were actually like. They, they were, you could see it was starting to have an effect, you know, they were feeling quite down because they weren't having that contact. And even now, as you walk down the street, right, people are in masks. They, they kind of cross the other side because they don't want to be too close to each other. I don't know what it's like in America, but certainly in the UK, that's how it is. And I think that we're missing out on so much, right? We're missing out on that oxytocin when you just give someone a hug or you say hi and all these, this, this whole human connection is just lacking right now. And it's going to be like it for a while, isn't it? So any tools I think that give parents and children is so, so helpful. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think, you know, we're, it's going to be a while before we're like, you know, into the new swing of things where we can hug and gather freely. And, mm. and so I think you're right. Like what can we do in the near term to make ourselves more adaptive, more resilient, to turn inside for our own bliss and fulfillment because we're so starved for you know, what we need as humans, which is social human touch and social interaction. Yeah, it's so true. Oh, well, thank you so much, Emily. And I know that you host um, lives on the Ziva on Instagram, but can, where can people find you and connect with you? Um, can so you share? The best place is simply our website, which is zivameditation.com. So it's Z-I-V-A meditation.com. And there you can find out about the book, Stress Less, Accomplish More. Also, I'd say our most popular training is Eva Online. That's what you did. It's, it's a 15-day course, and it does teach you that mindfulness, meditation, and manifesting. And like you said, we do free global meditations every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern, but they're posted um, you know, afterwards. But you can find all this at zivameditation.com. Amazing. I will link to all of that in the show notes. And thank you so much. It's been so wonderful to have you on today. Oh, thank you for having me. And thank you for being such a beautiful living testimony to doing the work. Bravo. Oh, no, it's been amazing. And I'll continue doing it, I have to say. So thank you so much. Thank you for that gift. 
I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode and found it useful. I will link to everything that Emily and I discussed, including all of the resources and her book and other resources in terms of free resources for self-care that Emily offers to help ease anxiety and also boost immunity over on my website, AngelaFosterPerformance.com forward slash Ziva. So if you go to AngelaFosterPerformance.com forward slash Ziva and you can access the show notes and all of the free resources there. Thanks for listening. Remember to review and subscribe. You can grab the show notes, the resources and highlights of everything Angela mentioned over at AngelaFosterPerformance.com. You can also snatch up plenty of other goodies, including the highly helpful Angela Recommends page, which is a list of everything she personally recommends to optimize your mind, body and lifestyle.